Hello, hello, hello. Hi. First, before we even start, I think it's just very monumental that this is our first podcast being actually away from each other. Like, I know. being so in weird. different time zones, different states, <laughs> like, shake. If you guys want to know fun fact, we're in Zoom, so we're looking at each other's faces. Because we have to look at each other while we do this. <laughs> yeah, just in case we didn't, like, laugh or, you know, you know, why not? Yeah. So, before we get started, I just want to ask you, what does it mean to be a good citizen? What does it look like for you? Um, I would say being a good citizen consists of looking out for yourself and others. I mean, I feel like the best example would be wearing a mask. I mean, literally, I feel like that's the best example of being a good citizen. If you know that wearing a mask and others wearing a mask is the easiest way to not contract the virus and you decide not to wear a mask it's like I mean I don't see how that could possibly like how you could possibly define yourself as a good citizen because literally you are endangering others and you're endangering yourself so that's why I feel like the best definition is like looking out for yourself and for others yeah I agree I agree definitely well for me I remember, like, Dr. Council mentioned in his slides that people would usually equate it to government and political things, which is something I definitely would do originally. Mm-hmm. But now I believe that it means acknowledging the environment you're in and trying to associate yourself with it, like being able to fight for it, being active with it, help those who are in it. And, yeah, different examples that are not just determined by your passport. You know, you're, just because your passport says American citizen, that does not automatically make you a citizen. It's all about how you deal with yourself in that environment and how you deal with others you know I think it's crazy because I feel like we wouldn't think that way unless we did our own outside not like I don't want to say outside research but like our own outside thinking and our own outside search for knowledge because I mean growing up in grade school and even like basic things citizen we see oh United States citizen Right, you know, a part of the country, government, and so I wouldn't blame people for just you know relating citizen to you know government policies and whatnot. And so um, I'm glad, like the class, like in our discussion, the class was able to connect that to more than just you know mm-hmm. government things. Right. So, do you think that we can participate in something and not be engaged? Oh, this question is from the PowerPoint, right? yeah 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 okay so I actually love this question I actually you know asked my sister this um so I feel like you can participate but not be engaged but I know the other way around was like but can you be engaged but not participate I feel Mm -hmm. like I mean it really just boils down to the definition of both of them like what does participate mean to you and what does engage mean to you I feel like if we're saying okay Engage means to actively be paying attention, actively being involved. Okay, I feel like you can be engaged but not participate. Like you could be a cheerleader, you can, you know, be paying attention, but you don't have to be doing the set activity or participating in set discussion or whatever, whatever the thing is. But if we're saying engage is like actively participating, then of course that wouldn't make sense. Like then the answer would be false. Mm. so what do you like think for, 
for me when I think about it I relate to church like for example you can oh, participate yeah. in Christianity you can call yourself a Christian but will you be engaged if you go into church are you going to be reading the bible are you going to be paying attention to what the pastor is saying are you going to be sitting and dancing or are you going to be on your phone you know so like it's a difference I feel like in that sense it does apply like you can be you can participate but not be engaged so does participating mean getting up getting dressed and sitting at in church like is that the participate part that's yeah that's the participating part but are you engaged yeah well i don't know i don't even feel like that's participating really like just because you're there like yeah being there equals participate i feel like being there so the way you look at participation is the way i look at being engaged so you can participate in a club you can be a part of the science club but maybe you didn't do anything sciencey. you probably just sat there attended the meeting said yeah and you participated but you didn't engage i have to google real quick where participate means this is important it says take part in an action or endeavor and it's funny because synonym is engage and so Mm. i feel like with that like participate it's just I've honestly I feel like the words are just too close. Okay, actually, let's look up the definition of engage. Engage means to occupy, attract, or involve someone's interest or attention. And then the second definition is participate or become involved in. So I feel like maybe engage is like a stronger definition of participate. Yeah. And I guess if we're seeing it as that, like it's a stronger definition of participate, then like your church example makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you did the part of, you know, getting up, getting dressed and going to church. Why are you actually right. paying attention to what the pastor is saying and whatnot? Yeah. So I guess in, like basically like a stronger version of participate. Yeah. Interesting. All right. So uh, to the questions, I guess. Um, <laughs> so would you like to start us off? Yeah. So emotions for me I feel like when I was listening to the podcast with Megan Kern she said that like women in leadership places we often we often vote ourselves out of position and I feel like that's kind of true like what I feel like it is like honestly like for example we just had our first vice president that's a female like there's so many times where a woman is given a leadership position and society makes it feel like the man is more deserving. And mm-hmm. that's coming from the women's society themselves. Like, it's like we were just learning to love ourselves and learning to take pride in ourselves and to be able to know that we are worth or we are we deserve that position. So it was like an emotional thing kind of where it's like, I kind of agree with that. Like, it's sad, but I do agree that that used to be how it is in 2020 or now is when we're starting to see the change. But... Apart from that, the other one that I was thinking about was when Dr. Council said in Module 13, he was saying that we're starting not to trust our leaders anymore. And that also is very true. Our President Donald Trump, that is the most, we're supposed to be, all ah, oh, hell, Donald Trump, salute, salute, president. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be like that towards him, but we disrespect him. We don't trust the thing that man says to us. We feel like he's lying. We feel like he's always involved in the scandal. To where we don't even like, we don't even, some of them don't even like, see him as our president people are still like yeah right. obama's still my president you know exactly yeah I feel like that. these are 
These people who are supposed to be put on a high pedestal pedestal receive tons of respect. They always do things behind our back and involve with conspiracies, scandals, and it just makes us lose so much respect for them. Mm-hmm. And speaking of what you just said, how like it just reminded me of like you know during the, um during class when we were listening to the room where it happens, and you know honestly, this might be a truth, but or an emotion, but. I mean, obviously, like, from watching the play, I know the whole line of events that led up to that song. And I just always saw it as, like, jealousy, how Hamilton has gotten literally everything that he's wanted from being Washington's right-hand man to just so many things. And now he's in the room where it happens, and he wasn't there. And, you know, they made decisions behind closed doors. He wasn't there. And so I always saw it as, like, you know... Burris is jealous. He wants to be in the room where it happens. But then on a wider scale of things, I think the fact that three men decided on something huge, like moving the capital, like something huge, and nobody knows what happened. There is no written right. down nothing. We don't know what transpired in that room. We don't know how to stop them to get to the Yeah. <laughs> like, I think on a grand scheme of things, that's bad. Like, decisions were made right. without the people's opinion, and that's not right. And obviously, like, the Constitution, I think, does not allow that at this time. Obviously, like, you know, we the people, blah, 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 blah. But I feel mm-hmm. like, low-key, there might be a lot of decisions that get made behind closed doors that we don't know about. Right, without any knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah, and I, I just think that's crazy. Um, I never saw the song like that until I mean I watched Hamilton in what 2015 2016 and then here I am like huh I never saw like that so I thought that was cool what was the question again emotions oh yeah yeah. okay for me um I guess the emotion I felt was you know obviously like listening to the podcast and hearing her talk about strengths and how her strength was woo and she didn't want to be a woo and um I find that very disrespectful because when I did the strengths finder, woo was my number one. So before you did the strength, did you know what a woo was? Um, I actually didn't, but when I read it, it said it was basically like an influencer. So people who like to win people over like as soon as they meet them mm-hmm. or like just form easy connections with people. Basically that's what a woo is. I I definitely describe you as that, yeah. Thank you. You see, I'm glad you think you see as a thank you. But um and so I think the thing that stuck with me was how she was saying that her coworkers described her as that. And so that it made me, you know, take a look back at my strengths and my first one was achiever. And I think like I don't really see myself as that. Like achiever is basically like a hard worker, you know, a great deal of stamina and take great satisfaction from being busy and productive. You know, it's like, at first when I took it, I didn't describe myself as that, but, like, everybody I know, all my friends, family, they all describe me as that. And now I'm like, no, maybe I am that. Like, I do like being busy. I don't like having, like, idle time. I can attest to it. You definitely are. Yep. And I think, I don't know. It's just, it's cool how others can see you for, like, what you are, and you might not even be, like, aware of that yourself. Mm-hmm. so yeah okay so um, the next question is about truth so I guess I'll go 
Um, so mm-hmm. also in the podcast, she was talking about community identified need. And um, hearing that, it made me think about my community, not at Virginia Tech, but my community back home. And my community back home is you know, vastly different from how it is at Tech. I mean, back home, we have a whole range of different types of people from middle class like me to you know, basically near poverty to very affluent, just on a whole spectrum. But I would definitely say a majority of it is like, so our school is a Title I school and Title I schools basically like receive funding and just, it's just kind of like labeled as a school that has like a lot of poor kids that go there that have like, right. um, you know, reduced lunch, some even have free lunch, just things like that. Like, for example, I was talking with uh, one of my friends about the AP exams. And I was asking him, like, oh, how much did your AP exams cost? And he was like, oh, they cost $95. And I was like, did they return the money back to you? And he was like, no. Whereas for my school, the AP exams cost $15. Like, it was like a general fee of $15 just to take the exam. And then they give you the money back. So basically, it was free. Yeah. And so I was like, so it just really showed, like, how, you know, different where I come from to, like, where my friends at Tech come from. And then also, um, I think I would say um, going to like my friend who recently passed away, his balloon release, just looking at my peers. I mean, the, okay, so the fact that my friend was murdered due to gun violence, I would say, yeah, like, and then just being around, you know, my whole community, people who I grew up with since like kindergarten, and us just all gathered around talking about celebrating the life of our friend who was taken through the gun violence, looking around and, you know, thinking about, you know, community identified need. I feel like what my community needs is just, I mean, education on so many different things. Um, just for one, that there is a way out that you don't need to, you know, resort to violence to solve things. Um, right. And just, and it's crazy because when I was at the balloon release, I was just looking at everybody and just really taking in how, you know, like this is where I come from. And it's sad that I kind of, I guess I'll describe it as like living two lives because, you know, like this is not how it is at tech at all. Like they don't act anything like how anybody at VT acts. And right. I, and it just, it's crazy because their morals and beliefs and goals are just so different from what mine are now and I just feel like they all have so much potential and they deserve to be educated on just what opportunities they could have and I feel like my school didn't do the best job at that I don't know I just feel like like, as far as like community identify need um, maybe I wouldn't have known what my community needed until my friend passed away but if there's something that we as a community can do to not have to lose friends to this I mean I would love to know what it is but I know like that's definitely right. what we need yeah and once again I really apologize about your friend's passing but I can definitely relate to that 
even though no one close to me has been affected by gun violence, you know how in Delaware I always talk about Wilmington. This person, mm-hmm. my friend's cousin, just passed away. It's happening every week. Like our school is like school to prison pipeline. Like people will go to school just to say they were there. They don't really. They're not that active. It's a lot of people who just came from jail. Everyone's getting sent to alternative schools. So I feel like, and the funding is terrible. The funding is very terrible. So I feel like what our community definitely needs is much more value in education. Like you said, we need to value education. And like, we have to let everybody know that they do have a future. Like in my state, everyone, they're limited to university. Mm -hmm. Not saying that's a bad school. It's not a bad school at all. But it's the idea of people not being able to expand. Yeah. Or even like having the knowledge of like loans. Like, I feel like, I like, remember like what I was telling you when I was trying to get you to come to tech and loans. Mm-hmm. If you can avoid taking loans, yes, like nobody wants to have to take loans. But sometimes, if that's what you got to do, then that's what you have to do. Like, you just have to right. trust in your future. Like, I feel like if you're not really sure about you don't really want to work hard, you're not okay, maybe don't take the loan. But like if you are sure about right. your dreams, you're sure about your future, and you know that you will be successful and you will pay that money back. And you really wanna you know, yeah, you go really wanna go it. to this good school that unnecessarily costs too much money. I mean, that's a whole <laughs> nother discussion for itself. But I mean, I feel like take the loans. Like you shouldn't be scared to take that leap. Yeah. I 100% agree. But yeah, so like, some, about troops. So, some troops that I was discovering, um, I've been discovering more about the idea of volunteerism. Because after that recitation, I really thought about like actually trying to solve mm-hmm. the problem. And it just reminded me of like the class that I mentioned, like an African studies, where our professor was talking about like how can we go into Africa and help like an actual genuine mm-hmm. way to help and everyone was like oh yeah Medicare um, we donate shoes um, we go volunteer and in, in my mind I was like yeah good idea but the idea of solving the root of the problem did not come to mind well so, so what do you feel like is the root now of the problem I'm just, now what is the root problem so for so like okay so example like for example hunger go to Africa cook and give the food out or give clothes to goodwill and give it to the kids and stuff like why don't they have clothes mm-hmm. in the first place you know or bad water you built one well in the country you built one well in the village for to help a family but why is there bad water in the first place so like things like that or dilapidated homes you go you build one house you build like a couple houses and then people look at you like Superman why are the houses looking like that so I feel like these are like the roots of the problems that we need to solve like we need to start developing our country and we need to start if we're going to help we need to help in a way where it's sustainable like I was I remember talking to somebody and I asked them like where are they majoring in and they said architecture and their goal is to basically go into third world countries help them and teach them how to use those skills to help develop mm-hmm. their country on their own because a lot of people like when they're going to different countries and help them or whatever they just do it and go and they don't really have the intent of 
not that is not saying that they did it on purpose, but they they don't really acknowledge the fact that when you give the village something, they're mm-hmm. going to start depending on you. They're going to start being dependent. Like you give somebody some shoes, you give a homeless guy some shoes, and say you you're always in and out of that area. When they see you the next thing, mm-hmm. oh, can I get another pair? Can I get a dollar? Can you give me this? It's never dang. They gave me that dollar. Let me go get that. Let me use this mm-hmm. dollar to go help myself. You know, and it's not their fault. Not that they're like dumb or anything. It's just that they don't know. So if you maybe take give that dollar to them, you educate them on how to spend it, or you like take them under your wing, show them how to like become mm-hmm. self-made, like stuff like that. That's beneficial instead of just giving someone a dollar for them to go blow it and then make yeah. the same mistakes over and over. I again. think we can like fall into, I guess the next question, like talking about like what surprised you because I was gonna bring up the wheel as well. Mm-hmm. So what surprised me was just what people found important and difficult from the wheel like during like um class and so speaking of like what's the root problem of things and understanding that we need to solve those instead of you know doing things just on surface so I definitely can answer your question as to like you know how you're saying like why don't they have you know clean clothes in the first place why is the water this way I I can answer that question because what I learned from rural regions is that so okay there's a lot of answers to the question for me you know, sit up and make sure <clears throat> you know about to spit some knowledge. <laughs> so, okay. Africa, great country. The reason why nobody, the reason why nobody has, oh, continent. Yikes! Yikes! Continent. I said country. What am I saying? I'm from Africa. What is this? Continent. Great continent. So, what I meant is, United States is a great country. United States is a great country because we utilize Africa as a continent because they have rich soil, they have a lot of nutrients. They yeah. Africa is not a place that like it's just it's not set up as a place that's like the United States. And the reason why the United States is such a great country is because we use places like Africa. And Africa right. the role that Africa plays in the world is to provide and so they provide so many raw materials to us they provide all these things and they grow these things and that's just the way our world is set up to where they provide we take and we make and so as a provider it's like now if you try to make them I mean some type of contender like China or India or United States now you know these you know big dot countries they have somebody else to worry about and honestly like Africa is seen as the continent like nobody wants to help Africa because they just see them as too far gone and they see them as a provider like why would we want to help the provider yeah you know be better us and there was one specific thing that Africa was going through back in the day. I can't remember what the name is, but I remember specifically in what region I learned that nobody wanted to help because they're like, ooh, Africa, it's, it's Africa child, but let's just mind our business. But when it came to, I mean, <laughs> the Vietnam War, when it came to, I mean, like, there's so many things that, um, what is it called? Why am I forgetting? Uh, it's the it's the word for like United Nations yes so and you know like United Nations like their 
purpose is to like solve problems that like specific like yeah like nothing like oh you don't want to get into like what a country is doing because it's not your business but like if it's like a like a world crisis that's when they come in and what was happening to Africa at the time? Yeah. I can't remember specifically what it was. It was a world crisis, but there. I think everybody finally agreed. Like, uh, it's Africa. Like, you know, if it was the United States, maybe we'll jump in. If it was China, maybe we'll jump in. But United States, uh, let's just mind our business. And so, as long as everybody keeps looking at Africa as that poor country that just needs help, I don't see how they're going to rise. I digress. So, so that's that's why Africa is that's why they don't have all these good quality things because they provide and you would think if they have the resources then they should be straight right but it's like they don't right. they don't have the resources to make they have the raw but they don't know how the resources to make and oh another problem is that mm-hmm. a lot of what is it called outsourcing is that what it's called ooh yikes um, the word for uh, you know people in Africa they study and then you know they learn all these things and then they come to they leave and come to you know the United States to help the United States yeah. and so that's a problem that they not that it's a problem but it is a problem like it's not a problem for us as in the United States because like you know we're helping Obviously. us but it's a problem for Africa because I mean their people are leaving to find better opportunities in the United States and other places but Africa is who needs help and it's like right, why exactly. are we sending people from and the United like- States to Africa you know I feel like mm-hmm. if Africa is providing us resources why can't we as the United States send people to help them you know take those resources and make something out of it yeah, but I guess it all goes back to the idea of better the country and then you yeah, exactly how they're better than you. Because that does happen. Like, I don't know. Remember mm-hmm. Clueless? When we watched Clueless? Yeah, like she helped that one girl. Yeah. Like, you know, sense of style, but then dolled her up and now all the dudes mm-hmm. were there and now she's jealous of it, you know? So it's, it's probably yeah, because like it's like we're, we're talking about like oh we want to help other countries yada yada, but like in hindsight they don't want to help other countries. Every country wants to be the best, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like why would we help right. the competition? Because it's all a competition to you know be you know global power to be this is that to be the big dog. And so yeah, they're like yeah we're gonna send people mm-hmm. we're gonna build a house and uh, we're gonna plant a tree there. It's like. They, they want to do a lot of band-aid <laughs> solutions, but not really help them to where they could be a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. Going to the root of the problem. Which is sad, but I mean, and, unless we like fix that type of thing, then I feel like things are definitely going to stay the way they are. Mm-hmm. Well, so what was the most impactful surprise Oh, I would say that was my surprise. I would say um, I guess a little more detailed into my surprise would be, yeah, like what people found difficult and what people found, um, like, I guess, like less important and more important for the wheel. And then it was even surprising to me what I found important because looking at the wheel, I was like, okay, you know, fundraising, giving, philanthropy, that's important. Um, 
and I was even starting to say that protests and demonstrations aren't important because it's like it's okay it's like it's not important because why are we even protesting in the first place like I feel like if we did a good job of raising awareness and advocacy then I feel like protests and demonstrations come from when we aren't being heard and it's like why do we have things in place for when we aren't being heard when we should be heard in the first place and so it's important in a sense because unfortunately we don't get heard but if we if we can do better with raising awareness but it's like why are we even raising awareness like people should know about these things but then again it's like there's so many things to know that we can't expect everybody to know everything Mm -hmm. and so that's why I feel like advocacy and raising awareness is the most important thing and um, even with voting and formal political activities I would say that's very important as well because these people that's in power I mean look what happened when we didn't vote in the last election Trump was the president and look what happened when I mean I think (laughs) exactly like we everywhere you go you you just trying to scroll through some pictures on Instagram they're talking about some go vote like I'm I'm trying to listen to music on Spotify they say go vote (laughs) like oh my god I've never seen it like this like yeah in 2016 like they said like they was not worried about it like this and so the fact that I mean celebrities are like go vote every type of social media network website my computer might even make a new pop-up talking about some go wow. vote like at this point it's crazy and like sheesh and I, <laughs> that's what I'm i saying. didn't know you were and into so vote. i feel like <laughs> trump should be hurt by that like people are really trying to get out of office and when well, i he's out Thank God. Um, and then you just show the which I feel like people, the mass majority, does not understand. It does not. It does not stop at vote, like voting for the president, senators, and like this. Right. I mean, just bringing up Victor again. So, Lauren, if you're listening, my oh. friend Victor. So I was like, hey, like, you voted today, right? He was like, yeah, um, honestly, like, I just, you know, click uh, checks for Biden and just, you know, turn in the ballot. That's it. So, uh, you know, there was you know, a front and a back. There was a whole list of other people to vote for. He was like, yeah, I just left a blank. I said, and Michaela is asking my witness. She knows how pissed I was. I was like, what? Why would you do something like that? And I was literally educating him, telling him, do you understand that those other roles like they're going to be filled and those need voting too and he was like I just honestly I didn't think about it like that blah 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 and I think to me I think I was more upset because I know he's not the only one that did that and I feel like I'm glad that we had like you know a record turnout for president but I mean we still have long ways to go to educate the mass majority that it doesn't just stop at present and like if we don't have the house if we don't have the senate then I mean the president can say whatever they want but there's still you know checks and balances to go through and uh-huh does other people other people happen? Happen. <laughs> huh. okay yeah 
So yeah, about surprises. So one thing that was surprising to me in the um, citizen leadership module, there's different layers to being a citizen. So there's the member, the volunteer, the conscientious citizen, and then the active citizen. So I didn't, I, I never thought that. Tell me more. To it. Like about, so you know when you're, for example, say you're a part of a group. We're going back to the engaging versus participation thing. So say you're being, you're in the group, like for example, the science club. You're a member, you're mm-hmm. in it, you're, you're there. You go to the meetings and you're like, oh yeah, hey, I'm in a science group. Hey, I'm in a science club. Like you can just say that, but what are you really doing? So you can be a member. So that's the first step. Volunteer. Maybe you have a couple ideas at times. Maybe you, you're listening to the meetings and whatnot, but you're, you're not there yet in terms of being that leader like you're in the you're in the group you're, you're doing stuff you're, you're good but your contribution it's beneficial but it's not as beneficial as if maybe you were a conscientious citizen where you you're there you're in the universe taking notes you got a question for everything you know what's going on and then being an active citizen like please let's just say you're the club you're the club owner at this point you you know this place inside and out you're willing to do whatever it takes to help benefit this club you're here for it this is your priority this is everything mm-hmm. like when people think of this club they think of you like this club they practically wouldn't be possible without you because you're just that one person who goes above and beyond for this group so Yes, there's different types of members or types of people in the community, but I've never la- looked at the mm-hmm. labels of them or the different layers of them. So it's kind of like an onion towards being a member in the group. So it's like, I just never really noticed that there's so many different traits and being. Speaking of onions, another thing that's like an onion is the five characteristics of authentic leaders. And so. The character, the five characteristics are understanding one's purpose, awareness of one's values, strong and trusting relationships, mm-hmm. self-discipline, and a heart. And so, I mean, like on surface level, like okay, those are five characteristics. But the authentic action wheel just shows, like, with as that having that as the core. I mean, obviously, like, the core is like the authentic leader, and then surrounding it would be those five characteristics. But those characteristics stem from, for example. Um, for example, purpose it stands for having passion. Your values, you know, it stems from your behavior. Relationships it stems from like connectedness between your peers, between your family, all the relationships that you have. Self discipline stems from consistency within just your day to day life and habits. And then heart stems from having compassion. And I feel like. I mean, obviously, like, on surface level, you wouldn't think that, you know, being an authentic leader had, you know, anything to do with all of those things. Like, to me, when I think of an authentic leader, it's just somebody who takes what, takes the robot experiences and the life lessons that they learn and use it for just whatever, um, I guess I'll say whatever activities or whatever future endeavors that they have. And which is why I feel like this class is good because we take what we learn and use it for the future. And so I feel like that's kind of what authentic leaders do. Right. But I mean, there's so much more than that. I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. the most important one to me is having self-discipline. And also, I feel like what connects with self-discipline is integrity. 
you know, being able to do something good or do the right thing behind closed doors. I feel like self-discipline, not even just with authentic leadership, but being a leader in general. I agree. I really agree about that. No, um, I was curious. I would that. say, I guess, like I can talk about like my discussion question, and my discussion question came from the PowerPoint. Um, so I guess I'll ask you: Do you feel like bonding and bridging is the same thing, or do you feel like there's one that's more important than the other? Like, what do you think about like? the whole you know bonding and bridging question so I do feel like they are both important but bridging is definitely more it's needed more so like for example bonding yes you're in the community you're with a group of people who have the same beliefs as you the same values same goals so it's like yeah you're just hanging out with your buds like when it comes to politics you're bonding over supporting Biden like you're with a Biden supporter and you guys are talking about issues that he um he addresses he tries to address uh you're talking about how great he is how bad Trump is but when you're bridging with mm-hmm. somebody now you're connecting with a Trump supporter and so now you guys are combining your beliefs and maybe if it doesn't go turn out bad your conversation you can form something new, a new idea, a new perspective about something that both parties can agree with. And it just forms, I feel like it just forms a better society because it's two different personalities, two beliefs, two common purposes. Mm-hmm. But then when you bring them together, and I think I definitely touched new. on, you know, the whole, I guess, like the importance of bridging in our, like, maybe past podcast because, you know, I brought up talking to Tyler Rep, you know, the Trump supporter, and I just think it's so important to have uncomfortable conversations with people of opposing views because that's the only way we'll be able to change our society, change our world for the better. And I wanted to have that conversation with him because I really wanted to understand how someone could possibly just in our right mind vote for Trump. And hearing him, like, just hearing from, like, an actual, like, human being, like, not, like, on in the media but like from an actual person that's going to Virginia Tech saying like oh yeah he did a lot for the black community and jobs 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 it's like and I was able to you know like I was actually able to talk him out of some of the beliefs that he had for like you know like I guess like in supporting Trump and so maybe if like our conversation lasted longer I just I couldn't do it anymore I, I tried but like if our conversation lasted a little longer like and honestly I would have rather had the conversation in person but obviously like you know due to COVID I feel like maybe I could have gotten through to him more and who knows if he changed his vote who knows if our conversation had a lasting impact on him I hope it did but just the fact that my conversation with him could have possibly changed his vote for this election I feel like that's good enough to show that bridging is important. Mm-hmm. And remember, bridging isn't always about trying to get the other person to believe in what you believe in. But like, say, maybe I'll both say, yeah. forget these things. Let's go get Elizabeth mm-hmm. Warren. You know, maybe something like that. So, what are you discovering about Wait, did you say what you were curious about? 13 and 15. 
Oh yeah. So, <laughs> so um, this is also a question that I had from the powerpoints. But um, do you think our society will be affected without these behind-the-scenes citizen leaders, who are like who do all the behind-the-scenes work? They're active in the community, and basically they're the core of our group. Do you think without these people of like maybe some members or maybe some conscientious citizens, but without the citizen leaders, do you think so, any society will be okay? Affected? So your question is basically saying like. Would there be a dramatic difference if we didn't have citizen, like citizen leaders? And so, give me an example of who you yeah. would qualify as a citizen leader. Okay, so, so if we're using it in the definition as people who are behind the scenes who aren't really recognized, so they, they yeah, let's what you say like cabinet, I would like when you say like people that's a part of the president's cabinet. Yeah, yeah, we can use that as an example. Like, yeah, the cabinet people or, like, say, a secretary's rep- representative, who, like, they make the decision, they do the votes, but we don't really get inside mm-hmm. on that. You just get, oh, Bill was signed to do this. So or, I definitely do know, feel like they're the like backbone of our success. I mean, honestly, like, that's why, like, when I get into, like, voting for president, it's like, I mean, obviously because the president chooses who those you know, who our quote-unquote backbone is. That's why voting for president is important. But, I mean, literally, like, they are the actually, they, they are the people that's doing the work. They are the people that's getting their hands dirty. And mm. I feel like there's right. no way our country would run, like would run without them. There's no way. They, because there's people that are assigned to specific things. Like, oh, okay, I feel like for a better example would be, like, Dr. Fauci. He is working behind the scenes, you know, with his vaccine. Like, he is, like, the head of that department. And so, I would say he's a right. citizen leader, but it's like, uh, I mean, he's working behind the scenes, but, like, he's also at the forefront of it. So, I, like, I don't know if I would really say, like, he's a citizen leader. I don't know. That's a question in itself, but if if we want to do something like a little more local we can say like school so for example Tim Sands he makes the messages mm-hmm. that everybody release a, a message from Tim Sands yeah but the people behind the scenes maybe wrote the message who came up with the idea people who are in the room having the meeting to discussion to come to this conclusion mm-hmm. for him to even give us this information like people like that I would say oh yeah we definitely need them because I mean without the Tim Sands would be like yo how do I write an email again like we I mean, we don't know if he's writing his own emails. Like, I'm pretty sure he's had his emails written for years. And so, you take them away, he's going to be like, yikes. Like, what about, like, how am I supposed to use it? And I think, speaking of Tim Sands, literally him posing with that same plaid mask, I love it. Like, oh my gosh. He probably had a whole photo shoot that day. I love it. I'm crying. But yeah, to answer your question, those people are definitely needed. So, what yeah. would you say that you have discovered about yourself? Um, so, I've discovered that I definitely learned a lot through this. Like, for example, realizing the idea of like volunteerism. Um, 
also from remember that movie the angry men i was thinking about juror eight about like how he was the guy who was stubborn but not like crazy not the crazy stubborn guy but the guy who oh yeah he's still like like, yeah yeah so i feel like when it when push comes to shove and ideas like that i feel like I can be juror eight. Like for example, oh, yeah. one easy example is Christianity. Like for example, there's there's people around who are always gonna like ask, oh why is God doing this? Why why do you believe in Jesus? And I can fight for that. Even if I'm in a room full of atheists, it's not gonna make me uncomfortable talking mm-hmm. to God or to like wanna give him his praises. So I feel like that's definitely like I don't mind being an act outcast or mm-hmm. standing out when it comes to things that I really do believe in. So I feel like that's something I discovered with myself, and I'm oh, able to I love that, and I definitely agree. Here. I mean, I feel like it takes a lot of guests to be able to, you know, stand up for what you believe, in, especially with Christianity. And I feel like that's kind of like one of the most important things that God asks from us. Like, will we be able to say that we support Him if a gun was held to our head? I mean, like, I mean, especially for me, like, there's no way mm-hmm. I can even utter those words that I don't believe in Him. Because again, it's put to my head like, obviously, like it's scary, and right. honestly, who knows what would happen in that situation? <laughs> God forbid that happens. But it's like I don't see myself being able to just spit out lies just to save my life when He's the one that gave me that life. You know, it would be ridiculous. So I definitely agree with that, and I like that. But exactly, um, I'll say what I discovered by myself. I kind of spoke on it earlier, like when I was talking about emotions. But speaking back to like um, my friend's balloon release um so yeah just i mean i did like a lot of looking around because so let me set the scene so we were outside of our athletic field house and just to, like the little background um the reason why i was at the field house is because i mean there was so many memories there um uh i mean especially outside the field house because that's kind of like it's like the parking lot and so after practice sometimes like in the you know the parking lot we'll be dancing waiting for the bus to come or maybe like we're not ready to go home yet so we'll just be talking just laughing around um maybe praying before our track meet just so many things and so um even like with football like the football players have a lot of memories with him outside the field house and um we just all have so many memories together outside the field house that we thought that would be the perfect place so, you know, we're all set up outside the field house and we're all kind of surrounding like the field house doors and just looking at everybody. I mean, so first of all, the first thing I noticed is that not everybody had a mask. I mean, first of all, it was just so many different stages. So there were people that did not have <laughs> no type of mask in sight. Like it wasn't in their pocket. It wasn't maybe they was holding it. I, it probably wasn't even in their car. They came they did not bring no type of mask. Then there was the people that, you know, maybe had the mask in their hand, you know, had the mask, you know, maybe around the finger. They, they had it. There were some people that had it around their neck, okay? There were some people that had it on, but their nose was popping out, okay? And then there was people like me that had the mask fully on. My dad almost wanted to bring gloves, you know? Like, he, he didn't want me to get out the car. And so it was just so interesting just to see just the different types of people like I, I was explaining in my community and you know everybody was dabbing each other up there was no type of social distancing I was like sheesh and 
don't know. I guess for me, like, I just, again, like, I just discovered that I was so different from my my past peers. And looking at them, I asked myself, like, was I like this in high school? Like, not that I, I, I don't define them as ghetto or anything or beneath me, but it's just the fact that, like, their beliefs and their values and what they hold important are just so different from what I hold important now. I mean, they're, like, not to, like, knock down on them or anything, but they're the type to, you know, be like, oh, so, 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 they want to fight next week. Are you going to be there? Yada, yada, yada. Or, yo, did you watch Love and Hip Hop? Like, you know, like, that's what, that's what they're on. But I'm like, okay, so with my business, yada, 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 how can I get more sales? The trajectory and, yeah, you know, like, that's what I'm talking about. And I feel like I want them to be talking about that too. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not the type that's gonna forget where I came from and act like I'm not from Ailey, Texas, because I I rep that I'm from Ailey, Houston, Texas. And I just I want to bring them up with me. And so I guess to circle back to the question, what I discovered mm-hmm. is that I just feel like I'm growing from who I used to be in my surroundings. To, to the point where I was able to look at them and just notice how like how different I was from them and just a couple of years ago I might have been the same way and now I'm just like so completely different right yeah that is definitely a good discovery because you you can look back mm-hmm. at yourself and notice how much you've changed throughout your life and yeah. location definitely does play a role age different life experiences who you're around and it was bittersweet as well like because it was like you. you know nobody not everybody here is wearing the mask the right way everybody is so different but like it was bittersweet because like at the end of the day like this is my home like this is where I came from and this is my family like these are my people and at the end of the day, like, they're always going to be family. Like, they're always going to be the people who I grew up with. And the fact that we're able to come together, because, I mean, we all left off for college. We all, you know, went through so many different things in the past two years that we've been in college. And so to be able to, cause I haven't seen some of them since graduation. So to come back and just to be surrounded, just talking about, you know, talking about Cam's life, um, and just coming, you know, just for being in different places, I thought that was cool. Yeah. Okay, so last question. How can you use what was learned to help you in the future? Well, I feel like now that we've already, we discussed all these topics, um, one back to the volunteerism being able to find the root of a problem or we're not going to of course like for example COVID we're not going to find the stick like we're not going to be able to mm-hmm. create a vaccine in our closet like of course we're not going to be able to do that but there's also you can also be an active person in someone who's trying to help the root of a problem so like for example let's say of course, we're not going to be able to do this right now, but go join mm-hmm. the yeah. team. Like, go work behind this team and, like, help behind the scenes to help with the COVID vaccine. Well, fun fact Something about that, apparently in three more days, um, they're going to approve the vaccine. 
Hey. You know, and I feel like that is a very good question. There's some people that's like, how to like some people are like sending around posts like how to say no to the vaccine, and I'm like, uh, hello, yeah, like this is the one thing we've been waiting for for the past year, and you're about to say no to it, and then you gotta bring the people that are like anti-vaccine, and ugh, I mean, now it's like it's immoral to say that we have to take the vaccine and. I don't know, that's just a whole discussion in itself, but carry on. But yeah, it's because we don't, it's just the idea of how quickly it's being produced and, you know, yeah. just things like that. I, I understand that to too. Conscious. But, um, yeah. So, basically, um, we can definitely start playing active roles in our community, like start participating in organizations that do aim to help the root of a situation and not just like something so minuscule where like mm-hmm. you help one community but like they can't help themselves later. So I feel like starting to participate in those is something that I definitely want to start doing in the future. Um, being a better citizen leader like not to not just be a member in a community not just be someone who attends and say oh I did, I'm here I was here but like leave your mark wherever you go be a recognizable person when you enter the room you don't want to be like mm-hmm. oh you don't want someone to come up to you and be like what did you yeah. do in this community like you don't ever want to be acting that like you mm-hmm. want someone to look at you and say oh yeah she's definitely done a lot so I want to start working towards being that kind of person um yeah, I feel like those are some things that I, I would really say, would want to do in the you know, probably. speaking from, you know, the great John F. Kennedy, what he said, he said, ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. I feel like that really stuck with me because that can be applied to so many different facets of life. I mean, I feel like ask not what your friends can do for you, but what you can do for them. Ask not what your teachers can do for you, but what you can do for them. I mean, for example, like with our, um, with my mass energy balances teacher, I mean, professor. Um, so for our past test, I mean, we are, we, the whole class knew that I was going to be up. We knew that we were failing that. Like, there's just no if, ands, or buts about that. We still tried anyway, but it was, it was not going to go up. And so to our surprise, and, I mean, to not to to the professor's surprise. Okay, to the professor's surprise, and not to ours. The average was a fifty-seven, and we said, "Yup, exactly." The, the first test average was like what an eighty-seven. Second test was maybe a seventy. Uh, I think it was like a seventy-seven, or no, so, somewhere somewhere around there. And then boom, fifty-seven. And so I think it was hilarious in his announcement. He was like. Either the TAs were grading too hard, either there was just a dramatic misunderstanding about the course material, either the test was too long, or a mixture of all of them. Regardless of what it was, boom, he gave us a curve. He said, um, one test will be dropped. I said, oh, like, yes, praise you. Hallelujah. Because, like, this is what we needed. And so I feel like he really looked out for us and so speaking to you know what John F. Kennedy said we were all like how can we repay him because I mean that test really took my grade and said like it said yikes to my grade 
And so because of the curve, I said, hey, God bless you, because it was just going to be up there. And so we decided to, you know, come together as a class to put our money together to get him a new stylist. Because, Michaela, I don't know if you've been hearing me listen to you know, the lecture, but he'll always be like, okay, I'm sorry, my stylist is not working. I'm like, and I, we'll be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> come on. And so um, we definitely made it like a consensus to like get him a new stylist. And so I feel like, you know, it's like, it kind of follows like, you know, what John F. Kennedy said, but it's more like because he did something for us, we didn't see it as like, oh, he's a professor. This is what he's supposed to do. This is what he's paid to do. We we're like, he did this thing for us. What can we do for him? And so I think just having that mindset and anywhere you go, I feel like that's just, I feel like that's just the way to live, to be like a good citizen in our society. with all the questions (laughs) um that definitely made a lot of connections with the text and uh i wait this is our last one oh my gosh lauren you're not gonna be able to hear us just spat on and on and on literally this has been our longest podcast oh my gosh i feel like i thought this was a good one um i feel like we definitely learned a lot yeah, I think we really do learn a lot. And, um, you know, just to take away, I feel like, I don't know if you have, like, any, you know, hole or, like, pull on what we do next semester, but I definitely love doing these podcasts, so definitely carry it on to next semester. And, yes, text. A lot of connections to text. Yep. Right, Michaela? A lot of connections to text? Definitely. <laughs> All right, I hope you're having a good um, Christmas break um, and I will hopefully be able to see you in person next semester by God's grace, God, God's grace. alright bye bye peace everyone thanks for listening thanks for listening